Nobody asked you, Kevin! Welcome back to Nobody Asked You, Kevin. I was planning on this episode to be our uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and Rise of the Resistance Experience episode uh, because we had just recently gotten back from Disney World, but the kid was down with the flu. So we haven't been able to record that yet. So instead, today, episode 40 of Nobody Asked You, Kevin, I'm going to talk about some music, some movies, and a little bit of other stuff. So just be aware, the kid and I will be talking about going to Disney World in a soon-to-come episode, hopefully next episode. Uh, we will have a special 10-minute movie review about the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And I think I'm going to try to get the kid to come on, um, even though he's been down with the flu, he's getting a lot better. And I think I'm going to have him come on for that 10-minute movie review. So I've talked about Billie Eilish on this podcast before. I really do like her music, too. And, and the other day at the, at the Grammys a few weeks ago, she cleaned up completely. She won Best New Artist, Best Record, Best Album, Best Song. I don't know how, <laughs> honestly, I don't know how you get better than that. But the other day, Billie Eilish debuted her new song, No Time to Die which is for the new James Bond film, appropriately titled No Time to Die. This is kind of a different song for Billie Eilish, uh, but you know what? I kind of love this song. And I still, ultimately, I, I still don't think that any song of like a Bond or 007 song will replace Adele's Skyfall song for me, because for me, that's my favorite Bond song of all time. But this one is really good. Good. So let's give it just a bit of a listen, just a small taste. Too much to bear. You were my life, but life is far away from fair. Was I stupid to love you? Was I reckless to help? Was it obvious to everybody else? As I said, it's definitely no Skyfall. And it's not even, I think, close to Chris Cornell's You Know My Name from uh, Casino Royale, which is in second place for me in the best Bond film songs. 
I'm looking forward to this new Bond film for sure. I'm guessing it's Daniel Craig's last go-around as 007. We'll see. He's been hit or miss on those. First he wants in, then he wants out, and then he's fine. And I don't know. But ultimately, if he does leave, I will miss him in the role. I think he's been a fantastic Bond. But ultimately, I do look forward to seeing what they actually do with the role of 007. What will they do? Will they give it to a person of color? Will they give it to a woman? I think those are fantastic questions to ask. And in my opinion, I would love to see Idris Elba as 007. 100% for that. In other news, Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, the fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Those guys. Zach De La Roca, Tom Morello, Tim Comerford, Brad Wilk. Rage Against the Machine. Well, they've gotten back together and they announced a U.S. tour. And tickets went on sale a few days ago. Uh, there was no show scheduled for Indianapolis, so I was kind of bummed about that. So I was actually considering driving to Chicago, which is about a three, three and a half hour drive. Detroit, which is about five hour drive or even st louis five six hour drive but god damn it i waited in queue through Ticketmaster, live nation whatever you want to call them when tickets opened up at exactly 11 a.m i click that button click 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 and was immediately transferred to a queue where i had two thousand plus people in front of me i mean it could be 2001 it could be 10,001 it could have been a hundred thousand one i don't know it finally updated and let me in to view the tickets a full 45 minutes later at 11.45 a.m. And unfortunately for the show that I had selected, I had selected the Detroit show, most of those tickets were already gone by that time. And when I saw the ticket prices, I kind of did a double take because I didn't know how much they were. I knew they were going to be expensive, but I didn't think they were going to be this expensive. Surprise, motherfucker. With fees and taxes, the nosebleed seats all the way up in the upper deck, as far back as you could go, the nosebleed seats would be at minimum 150 bucks. Floor seats were pretty much gone at that point as well, but from what I gathered, those seats were four, five, six hundred dollars or more. And I know Rage had done this um, uh, weird thing that they were doing to uh, supposedly stop people from scalping tickets, but they actually increased some of their lower level tickets to include a large fee where your standard fee for the ticket was 120 or 150 bucks or whatever it might've been. But there was an extra two, three, four, five hundred attached to that ticket. And that extra two, three, four, five hundred went to a charity or an activist group of Rage's choosing. Now, come on. I love Rage. I love their music, I love what they stand for, but how do I know they are actually going to donate that amount to charity? And what charities, what activist groups are selected? I have no idea. I can probably guess a few, but I have honestly no idea, and they didn't say ahead of time. And I know I've I've banged about this on internet and social media. Every so often I'll post on social media that rage needed to come back. I wanted them to come back, that the political times called for it. The dumbass in the White House right now needs to hear it more than ever, and it's 
the goddamn truth. We need Rage Against Machine. But I can't justify those insane ticket prices for nosebleed seats plus a five-hour drive to Detroit one way. And if you can do math, that means that's 10 hours round trip. It's a long-ass trip, and it's going to cost a lot of money. So I couldn't swing it. In the words of one Dan Ramirez, fuck you, I won't buy what you sell me. And on that kind of note, go listen to Heroes of Noise, people. Do it. Do it. So instead, I got tickets to a few different shows for the spring and summer. First, Rival Sons will be playing the Vogue here in Indy in May. 25 bucks. Boom. Bought those tickets. Second, I picked up Incubus tickets on Groupon for later this summer. $20. Boom. Got those tickets. And then probably the medal of the show of the summer for me. In Flames, Trivium, Lamb of God, and Megadeth. Guess how much that one cost me? $15 fucking dollars. I got a lawn ticket for $15. Hot damn. Perfect. Boom. Three badass shows, and I'm in completely. $60. Add to those shows, I already have tickets to see Fozzie and Throughfire in uh, Louisville. Uh, the Who, Mongolian metal band, are coming here in, to Indy in April. Deftones are touring. Deftones are touring with Gojira and Poppy in August. I'm all set for the summer. All my shows are set. Fuck Rage. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Speaking of tickets, I had actually previously bought tickets to see Alter Bridges Walk the Sky Tour when it came through Indy the other night. 25 bucks. Standing room only at Old National Center's Egyptian Room. Perfect venue. Perfect. Very small, perfect venue. Ended up just behind row one on the rail. Standing room only. I was almost right on the rail. Stellar view of the show. The first band that played was a band called Deepfall. Out of there, out of Greenville, Michigan. I'd never heard anything from them before. They were pretty good. Um, the band released uh, an EP of seven songs in the fall of last year. Uh, you can go check them out on YouTube or, or buy their stuff on iTunes. Like I said, they kicked off the show around um, 7.30 p.m. and ended up playing about six songs from their EP. Um, the six songs were I'm Sick, Monster, Ghost, Cancer, Wasted, and a song called MFKS, Voice of the Broken. And then there's their one song that they did they did play that wasn't from their EP was a cover song. A pretty neat cover song of Journey's Separate Ways. And I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah, this song. Oh no, I'm not going to play any more of that one. Uh, but I'm the kind of person that will never turn down a Journey song. Whether it's Separate Ways, Don't Stop Believing, Wheel in the Sky, whatever. It's fucking Journey. They will forever be cool to me. And I didn't get any video or sound of, of their version of it. I kind of wish I did. But I enjoyed the hell out of it. 
Uh, but just for uh, for the sake of this podcast, here's a taste of Deep Fall in case you want to know what they kind of sound like. This is just a bit of their song, Wasted. Next up was uh, Clint Lowry's solo band, and if you in case you don't know who Clint Lowry is, um, he is the lead guitar player from Seven Dust. Uh, he's also played in the past with bands called Dark New Day, Still Rain, Call Me No One, and probably one of my favorite band names of all time, Hello Demons, Meet Skeletons. He was touring guitarist for Korn in the late 2000s. Uh, he actually formed a solo band not too long ago, and his solo band just released their first album on January 31st of this year, 2020, and the album was titled God Bless the Renegades. On the studio album that they released, God Bless the Renegades, Clint actually does all of the music and instruments. Guitars, bass guitars, drums. I was thoroughly impressed by his band. Um... Clint actually said during the indie show, this was their third official real show. But you could not tell. They were pretty kick-ass. And Clint Lowry's band ended up playing eight songs, each one from the album. So you played God Bless the Renegades, Here, She's Free, Alive, What's the Matter, You Go First, Silver Lining, and then they finished up with a song called Kings. So go give them a listen. And again, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all the typical places. And here's just a bit of that lead, uh, of that lead single from the album. This is the song they finished their set with, Kings. Like kings. 
And then we get to the headliner, Alter Bridge. One of my favorite pure rock bands over the last 15 years. But first, to understand who Alter Bridge is, you've got to understand where they came from. Well, remember Creed, Scott Stapp, My Own Prison, Higher, What If, With Arms Wide Open, My Sacrifice, One Last Breath. If you lived during 1999 to 2002 and you paid attention to any mainstream rock music, I don't know how you escaped Creed's music. And it kind of as a side note, What If is still one of my favorite songs of that era. And it ends up on any workout list that I make. And plus, it was on the Scream 3 movie soundtrack, which makes it pretty cool in its own right. But anyways, um, Creed disbanded in 2004, and then later reformed in 2009, and then disbanded again in 2012. So why the heck am I talking about Creed so much? Well, the lead guitar player of the band was Mark Tremonti. Bass guitar player was Brian Marshall. Drummer was Scott Phillips. And the vocalist for Creed was Scott Stapp. Well, when Creed disbanded in 2004, Tremonti, Marshall, and Phillips kind of ditched Scott Stapp. They started their own band alongside vocalist and guitar player Miles Kennedy. And see, Miles Kennedy at that time had just declined an offer to audition as the lead singer of Velvet Revolver, who would later choose Scott Weiland as vocalist. You probably, uh, maybe, also know... Uh, Miles Kennedy from Slash's, yeah, Guns N' Roses Slash, Slash's uh, backing band, Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. So anyways, uh, Kennedy joined Tremonti, Marshall, and Phillips and formed Alter Bridge. So that's why I'm talking about Creed. 75% of Alter Bridge is Creed. Alter Bridge released their debut studio album named One Day Remains in 2004. And from that point on, I was hooked on their music. Uh, Since the debut album, they've released five other studio albums. Blackbird in 2007, Alter Bridge 3 in 2010, Fortress in 2013, The Last Hero in 2016, and Walk the Sky in 2019. The album for which this tour that I am attending is named. So during the concert, Alter Bridge ended up playing a 16-song set list. Um, they hit both all t- their typical classic recognizable songs and hits from the preceding albums. So songs like Broken Wings and Arise Today and Loving Memory, Blackbird, Open Your Eyes, and Metalingus, which is such a perfect name for a song, Metalingus. Uh, and some of the, they also hit some, played some of the new singles from their new album, Walk the Sky. So songs like Wouldn't You Rather, Pay No Mind, Native Son, and Godspeed. A Blackbird was an especially nice treat to hear live. I, I'm pretty sure they play it at every show because it's one of their most famous songs. But in my opinion, the song contains one of the finest guitar solos you'll ever hear. And the song's a beautiful song. I'm going to play the solo part in a second uh, from the show. But setting the stage... Miles Kennedy first first starts out the solo, and then when he is at crescendo, Mark Tremonti jumps in and finishes it off. I've, I've talked about this solo before on Nobody Asked You, Kevin, but this is one of those songs that, for at least me, gives me goosebumps when I hear it. 
This solo is a thing of beauty. So let's listen to just a bit of that solo from the show that I attended the other night. Damn, 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 damn. Goosebumps, I tell you. If you remember back to episode 8 of Nobody Asked You, Kevin, I talked about underrated guitar solos. And Blackbird was on that list. Guitar solos you should know. Underrated guitar solos. This is a perfect guitar solo. And that's the thing with Alter Bridge. They're good at what they do. And they sing a lot of good, positive music. And that's what I'm all about lately, all about these days, positive rock music. I think that's what makes Alter Bridge one of my favorite bands. And that's why I listen to a lot of bands like Shine Down, Pop Evil, and hell, even Switchfoot from the early 2000s. This kind of is, I mean, this kind of is getting into a discussion for another day, but positive, uplifting inspirational rock music is where it's at for me lately. Just thinking back to um, uh, Shinedown's 2018 album, Attention, Attention. They had songs like Get Up, Brilliant, Kill Your Conscience. And even earlier, Shinedown had Fly From The Inside. Perfect, inspirational, positive rock music. AWOL Nation, Kill Your Heroes is a good one. Going back to um, uh, Pop Evil. Pop Evil has trenches. That song is perfect. Going back to Switchfoot, their 2003 album, The Beautiful Letdown. It's an album I still listen to all the time. On that album, there are two specific songs, Meant to Live and Dare You to Move. So I tell you what, I'm going off topic here. I'm going to play some of Dare You to Move because... I want you to listen to a bit of this song and just tell me that it isn't a good song. You can't do it. 
I dare you to tell me it's not a good song. So I'm going to find it on my playlist right here because I don't have it loaded. But um, here you go. I've got it right now. Let's listen to Dare You to Move. Welcome to the planet Welcome to existence Everyone's here Everyone's here Everybody's watching
that song makes me feel good. And that's all I need. In this day and age, in these shitty times, where everybody has an issue with something, everybody is talking negative, who doesn't want to feel good? Who doesn't want to feel inspired? I do. I'm sure you do too. Anyways, I digress as always. That was kind of a, a tangent that I got off on. But Alter Bridge Show was awesome. And all of that for a $25 ticket. That's a fucking steal, man. Alter Bridge is, is a strong rock band with lyrically rich records. Lyrics that'll move you. Music that'll move you. If you like a kick-ass rock show with a nice balance between heavy and melody and a really good singer in Miles Kennedy, go see Walk the Sky Tour if you can. They're rolling through the U.S. currently until the end of May or so, so there are plenty of times to see them. Uh, And then I think after they uh, finish their U.S. tour, they're heading to Europe. So if you're listening to this in Europe, check out Alter Bridge if you can. And one other thing I need to address from the show is it has nothing to do with the music. It has everything to do with me. I'm getting too damn old to stand in one spot for a substantial amount of time. Uh, At the Alter Bridge show, doors opened at 6.30 p.m. So I got in, went to the bathroom, got some water to drink because I really don't drink alcohol. Um, I don't like to drink pop or anything like that at these shows uh, because then I'll just have to pee again. And I like to drink water to stay hydrated. And then I found my way to the stage. So I got a big water bottle, found my way to the stage. Deep Fall didn't go on until about 7.30 p.m. or so. So it was kind of a find your spot and stand there for an hour or 45 minutes or whatever. And if you're going to do this sort of stuff, I just want to warn you, wear your comfortable shoes, better shoes than the ones I play basketball in, Um, better shoes, something that has some sort of comfort to them. Because I maintained my spot near the rail from 6.30 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. That's five fucking hours. And again, I'm too old for this. At least I think I am. I mean, maybe it's hyperbole, but uh, feet just sore as fuck after this. But ultimately, it's just so much fun to see your favorite bands up close. And you have to get your spot early. And you cannot move. So as soon as you move, your spot is gone. So (laughs) I was thinking to myself, maybe I need to invest in some white A6 dad shoes or at the very least, get some comfort inserts in my shoes. And ultimately, that got me thinking, fuck, I'm old. I'm too old for this shit. I'm too old for this shit. I'm too old for this. You go first. I'm really too old for this. No, you go first. Boy, I'm too old for this shit. Not for me, you're not sure. I'm too old for this shit. So, okay, enough of my bitching, because I didn't want this to be a bitch fest. It's time to move on with a 10-minute movie review. It's time for a 10-minute movie review. (laughs) I'm already laughing. You can probably hear the the stupid joker here in the background. Um, Today, I'm joined by the kid. Um, His name is Hayden. Hayden, how are you today other than acting goofy? Good. Just good. (laughs) You go through all of that laughing, and now you're just good. Actually, you just got over a sickness, right? No, definitely not. Oh, you had the flu. No, I didn't. Yeah, you had the flu. Um, 
and you just got over it, so you're doing a lot better now. So you'd missed a, a few days of school. Uh, how, how, did you enjoy your dancing in your seat now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. But you did get to miss basketball, so that wasn't very fun. You benched me. Yeah, I benched you because you were sick. But, um, yeah, we didn't do so hot. You weren't there. So I uh, uh, hopefully you're back this Wednesday. We play again on Wednesday, and hopefully you're back and back in the starting lineup. And uh, we'll we'll win like we did the first game. Yeah. But um, I just wanted to mention that we did plan, and we will still do this, but we haven't done it yet because, like I said, Hayden's been sick. But what were we actually going to do? Hey, Rise of the Resistance, Galaxy's Edge thing. Yeah, we were going to talk about uh, Rise of the Resistance and Galaxy's Edge, um, that sort of thing. We were going, we had just been to Disney World, and we are going to do an episode of where we talk about our experiences getting up early and trying to get on Rise of the Resistance. But that is not this episode. We are here for a 10-minute movie review. Uh, and we are here to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog movie, right? Yeah. So right now we're going to play the trailer first, and then we'll get to talk about the movie. I'm Sonic, a little ball of super energy in a handsome package. On my planet, people were always after my powers. So I came to yours. It gets a little lonely, but that's okay. I am living my best life on Earth. What? Oh, at the place Sonic, at the Pitcher's Mound, also Sonic. Ugh, I can't with that guy. Uh oh. Uh. Why are you hiding out in my garage? They're coming for me. If they steal my power, they could conquer the universe. You have to help me. No, I don't. Please, it's life or death. Good morning, my rural chum. Mr. Dr. Robotnik. I'm going to give you five seconds to tell me where it is. Wait, don't hurt him. <laughs> Road trip, woo -woo! This can't be happening to me. Oh my God, stop the car right what? now. What? The world's largest rubber band ball? We gotta see it. No, this is not some fun family road trip. Eh, you're right. It was lame. Gift shop was cool though. Whatever this creature is, I'm going to uncover the source of its power. Yeah, hey. I just thought you might like a latte with steamed Austrian goat milk. Of course I want a latte. I love the way you make them! We gotta lay low. Let me show you how it's done. So should we get out of here? Yeah, time to go. I always want to do this. Nailed it! Uh-oh. Here comes the boom. How are you not dead? I have no idea! Oh! Give me a big fat! That was an illegal left, by the way. Aw, this one is cute. Let's keep him. Oh, come on! You've got car insurance, right? Why would you throw your life away for this silly little alien? Good time. He's my friend. Let's go! This is my power. And I'm using it to protect my friends. So, 
You're supposed to be Tom's best friend that he won't shut up about. Well, I don't see the appeal. That is very gross. Let's go. So Sonic the Hedgehog is an adventure comedy movie based on the Sonic the Hedgehog video game series by Sega. It's kind of older than you. Very, a lot older than you. It's like my age. Um, uh, but Aiden, have you played the Sonic games before? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like them? Yeah. <laughs> All you're going to say is yeah? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, the film itself is directed by Jeff Fowler, uh, written by Pat Casey, Josh Miller. Uh, the movie stars Ben Schwartz as the voice of Sonic, James Marsden as Tom Wachowski, Tika Sumter as Maddie Wachowski, um, Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik, and there's other folks in other supporting roles. Um, but I'm going to spoil or sound the spoiler alarm right now. I don't plan on spoiling really a lot of this movie. But there may be a few minor plot points talked about here when we talk about what we thought about the movie. Uh, but nothing too important. So just be warned, spoilers may be present. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? So, hey, do, do you want to just tell us quickly what the movie was about? Um, so, Sonic is in his world, he gets attacked because of his powers, goes to another world, gets found there, um, makes a couple friends, does a lot of stuff, (laughs) um, then he gets attacked by Robotnik, then he, um, sends Robotnik to another world, then ends with end credit scene of Tails, (laughs) <laughs> so we've gone through the the movie in about five seconds. Uh, but the, let me just break in there. Um, the plot of the movie is quite simple. As you said, Sonic, I mean, he is in, in this film an extraterrestrial small blue fast hedgehog, as you might expect if you've played the games. He actually comes to Earth after being attacked by some echidnas. That was something that, this is obviously a spoiler, but... Those, those animals at the beginning that attacked him and the owl they before, uh, they were actually echidnas. And <coughs> if you know anything about the Sonic games, Knuckles, the red guy that introduced later, he's an echidna. He is one of those echidnas. They're an animal, a specific animal. But he actually comes to Earth, and he is soon discovered by Dr. Robotnik, and who's an evil genius, and Tom played by James Marston, who is a small-town cop. Uh, Sonic and Tom essentially team up to defend the planet and save Sonic and in, from capture and experimentation by Dr. Robotnik. So the film itself is rated PG for action, some violence, some rude humor is what it said, fart jokes, that sort of thing, and some br- brief, mild language. The, the film is an hour and 39 minutes in length, so it's a pretty fast movie. Currently on IMDb, the film is rated 7.0 out of 10 with uh, 4,902 ratings. It's got a Metacritic score of 46, which essentially means that it's receiving mixed or average reviews. The user score at Metacritic is 8.6 out of 10, so that tells you where the users are on that. Uh, Sonic was given an A cinema score, so it's doing really well there. 
And over at Rotten Tomatoes, the film is currently at a 63% fresh rating for critics. Uh, if you look at that a little deeper, it's 5.83 out of 10 average for 133 ratings. Um, and an audience score of 95%, meaning the, the audience is now giving it a 95% rating. Uh, and they rated it 4.58 out of 5 with uh, 3,278 ratings. So the critics were okay with the movie, but the audiences love the movie. So do you know anything about the history of Sonic? Do you, Hayden, know anything about the history? Not really. Yeah, you don't know really. Like I said, it's kind of before your time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you look back on Sonic, um, he the, the movie itself has a long storied history. Uh, it's technically been, been in development since around 1993. So I was 12 in 1993. But the, uh, the ball really got rolling when Sony Pictures acquired the film rights in 2013. And then Paramount Pictures acquired the rights in 2017. And the film was originally filmed September to October of 2018. Uh, and it was supposed to be released November 8th of 2019, so last year. But do you know why it wasn't released? Because Sonic didn't look like Sonic. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, the trailer hit airwaves, right? And then the negative reactions rolled in. I mean, Sonic didn't look good. He looked terrible. He had these human-like teeth. He wasn't wearing his white gloves. He had, like, human hands almost. Like I said, it was the it was the look of Sonic that was horrible. And even, even the um, co-creators of Sonic, um, Yushi Naka and Naoto Oshima, complained that, and they actually commented on this, and they offered the comment about how the, the original design in the movie didn't look, it was it was off, it didn't look right. Um, so, in my opinion, he looked horrible, right? Yeah. I mean, he looked like crap. Uh, I'm not quite sure what the studio designers were thinking at the time. Uh, the studio heads actually signed off on that junk. I mean, it, that, it, it looked horrible. Um, so, he, like I said, he was too human-like, in, in my opinion. But in reaction to that negative stuff, um, Paramount actually delayed the uh, official release of the movie from November. They actually delayed that in May of 19. They made the decision to, to delay it. And they were going to go back to the studio and redesign Sonic. So for that, I'm giving you a clap. Let's give him a clap because that is a good decision here. Uh, you don't see this very often. I don't even know if you, we've ever seen this ever before in a movie where there was a huge reaction from fans and from the design standpoint, and they actually listened to fans and went back and changed a few things. But, again, they went back, redesigned Sonic. Uh, the November release date became February 14th of 2020, which was just two days ago. At Valentine's Day 2020, the original budget on the movie was $90 million, and the redesign is said to have added just around $5 million. It was originally reported that that redesign added about $35 million to the budget, which would be humongous. But it, it's now being said it only added about $5 million. And then a second trailer debuted in November when the first movie should have came out. And then all was right with the world. Sonic looked much better. He looked great. Much more like the video game and animation series counterparts. So, like I said, Hayden, we watched this movie. It was actually two days ago now. It was on Friday, 
14th. Or actually, yeah. no. It was on Saturday. Sorry. We did watch yesterday, right? Yeah. Watch yesterday. Days are flying by. Um, so do you have any thoughts on it? Did you like it? Did you not like it? I any, liked it. You liked it? So did you have any favorite parts? Uh, I liked it all, generally. <laughs> you liked it all, generally? You don't yeah. have any favorite parts? Mm. Well, maybe this will trigger your memory. I did have some really... I, I really enjoyed the film overall uh, from beginning to end. It was a lot better than I expected. And I was a Nintendo kid growing up. Mm. Nintendo Entertainment System, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64. I didn't have a Sega. But I, I played the Sega games over the years, um, and Sonic's design in this film ended up being really, really nice. And the first thing I will say, outside of the, the design, was Jim Carrey's portrayal as Dr. Robotnik. I think it was perfect. He, he was awesome as Dr. Robotnik, and I even loved it that um, Sonic referred to him as um, Dr. Eggman. Because if you go back throughout history, that's what he's actually called in, in, in some of the games. So uh, the use of the classic sound effects is another thing. Um, the rings, like when the rings would be thrown out and everything, and he was collecting rings, you'd hear that like chime of the rings that you would hear in the actual sound effect, yeah. which I thought was pretty cool. And then there were some other cool callbacks to other movies and pop culture. Uh, a couple of them, uh, the Fast and Furious scene... Um, I don't know if you remember what happened, but uh, uh, Sonic gets gets to actually drive um, Tom's truck. Was it mm -hmm. was it Tom's truck at the time? And he makes a comment about it being like Fast and Furious, and then he he, he makes a comment about how the, it's it's all family. It's all about family, kind of like Dominic Toretto's quotes in Fast and the Furious. I love that. And then um, he also makes the quip about is the Rock president. When he comes back, and and I and that was actually in the trailer, which you would have heard already. But uh, and then my other favorite thing was Doctor Robotnik's dance scene when he was coming up yeah. with some of his technology, and he was using one of Sonic's quills to to uh, program uh, his vehicles or power his vehicles. Um, he had a little dance scene, and and he started playing a soundtrack, and the soundtrack was called Tunes of Anarchy. Which I thought was pretty funny, but um, I—that's all I, I mean. Really, got to say about the movie that I really loved it. I mean, it was a great film, great kids' film, great adults' film, and 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 before we get too far, stay for the mid credits. There is a scene, and in my opinion, it's really cool. Right? Yeah. I think it's really cool, and, and I'm not spoiling. Well, let, let's go ahead and spoil it. I mean. Uh, I think you probably already. I think you already yeah. said it at the very beginning. But yeah. do you, do you want to say what again? What happened? So Tails comes in from one of the rings, and he like says he must be here by the tracking, and flies away. Yeah, he flies yeah. away. So yeah, Tails shows up via a portal, and I mean Tails being um, the two-tailed fox in the in the in the series that he's Sonic's best friend. He's his sidekick, his ally. Um, and I loved seeing Tails show up in the end. And his his design was just spot-on perfect of what he looks like in, in the actual game and animation series. So I actually hope this film gets a, a sequel. It's doing well at the box office right now, and I really hope that it gets a sequel. Because um, right now, the last time I looked... Um, it was going to clear, or being estimated to clear $57 million at the box office this weekend. 
on a three-day weekend and his first weekend and over the four-day President's Weekend, because tomorrow is President's Day, um, it's going to gross about $68 million is what they're estimating, which is a tremendous win for this film. Mm. Um, and I think, it's a, I think it's also a record for a video game movie where um, it, this has made more than any other video game movie in its opening weekend. So it's good stuff. Go see the film. Um, what I am going to do right now, what we do here at Nobody Asked You, Kevin, we rate these movies, we rate these things, we have four ratings. I'm going to go over them really quickly. The first rating is the worst one. It is called Loathe Entirely. It is a crap movie. You do not ever want to see it again. Meh is the next rating. That one's a, it's an okay movie. You might want to see it again. Definitely don't go see it in the theaters or anything like that. Good. Good movie. Good movie. I mean, it's, it's exactly how it sounds. It's a good movie. It's not stellar. It's not the best of the best. Um, but And then the, the top rating is what I call the shit. It's that good kind of shit. It's not the bad kind of shit. It's not a shitty movie. It's the shit. And that's a good rating. So myself, I'm going to rate this film the shit. I, I loved it. It's a really nice ad adaptation of the Sega characters. I, you should go see the film. It's it's a really fun film, and it's a fun time. And I had a I had I was very it was very enjoyable for me. Um, I, Hayden, what is your rating? Uh, my rating is good, not the shit, but it is good. Just good? Yeah. That's us all. Yeah. Why you didn't you didn't think it was that great? No. Well, oh. I liked it, but like it wasn't that. Really, really good. Like, so, so what move? Okay, just to put this in perspective, then, what movies would you give the highest rating? Like, some of like, um, Endgame. Okay, Avengers MCU Endgame. Movies. Yeah. What other like other MCU movies like um, Infinity War? Infinity War. Okay, so something like that you would give the shit rating, the yeah. highest rating that you can. But Sonic, you gave a good rating. Yeah. I gave it the shit, and I, I think it's probably because I, I think I have a more a, a greater history with the Sonic characters than you do. I, I played the games over the years, and um, it's kind of my childhood a little bit versus your childhood. Um, but um, again, you heard it here. I gave the the Sonic movie the nobody asked you Kevin rating the shit, and hate it gives it the rating of good. Good. So, again, go see this film. It's fun for children and parents alike. It's a really nice family film. Um, and it looks like, again, it's going to make a lot of money. And that makes me happy because, again, this is the very first time, really, that I can that I can think of where a studio listened to a bunch of uh, people on the Internet and they went back to the drawing board and redesigned something. So, um, again, go see the film. It's a lot of fun. So, any last words on this, Hayden? Well, not really. Not really? No. Okay, so I don't know what film we'll talk about next, um, but in a, another movie review, but I, I just want people to, to realize that we will be back, and me and you will be talking about soon, we'll be talking about Galaxy's Edge and Rise of the Resistance at Disney World and our experience getting trying to get on the ride, as well as maybe talk about lightsaber building. Yeah. Maybe talk about droid building a little bit yeah. uh, and talk about our experiences there. So um, until next time, this has been a 10-minute movie review 
signing off, and I think Caden probably wants to say bye too. Bye. And that's the bottom line. Why? Because those Stone Cold said so. Thank you very much, you son of a bitch. Well, that's all I have for today. If you want to contact me, find me on Facebook at the Nobody Asked You Kevin page. Give it a like. On Twitter, you can find me at, at Forensic Talks Guy or at Ask Kevin. Uh, email is nobodyaskedyoukevin at gmail.com. And go check out the blog because I will be posting more things there. Posting pictures, posting links, posting all sorts of stuff. Reviews that don't make it into the show. Uh, movies that I see that I don't talk about on the show. I will be posting at the blog. Uh, Nobody asked you Kevin podcast.blogspot.com. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention is please leave a review. And I'm going to give you an incentive to a review. And this really only, really only kind of goes to people that have iPhone, either an iPhone 6 Plus, 7 Plus, or 8 Plus. Because this is not going to be for anything that has anybody that has an, uh, a phone outside of those kinds of phones. So iPhone 6 Plus, 7 Plus, 8 Plus. If you are listening and have one of those sort of phones, go leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Email me that you've left me a review on Apple Podcasts. I will then raffle off a phone case that is a for an iPhone 6 Plus, 7 Plus, or 8 Plus. It is a Baby Yoda phone case. Mandalorian, Star Wars, I just came back from Disney World, and there was a shit ton of Mandalorian and Baby Yoda merchandise. Uh, the package is open because we actually did buy it for my son, for the kid, for Hayden, um, but he actually has an iPhone 8. He does not have an iPhone 8 Plus, so we got the wrong thing. We did, we did open it before we realized it, but if you leave me a review, if you let me know you leave me a review, that it's your review, <laughs> I'll put your name into a hat, and we will pick names out of a hat, and I will ship you that phone case. Easy as that. So again, leave me a review, email me, and then we'll go to Names in a Hat, and I'll raffle it off, and then I'll send it to you free of charge. So there you go. Leave me a review, please. So until next time, uh, that's enough of my rambling. Uh, until next time, my friends, much love to all of you. Wear comfortable shoes. Fuck high ticket prices. Billie Eilish is cool. Alter Bridge is the best. Peace. Peace.